0: building a successful marriage now every time you talk about building every building requires intensive planning and that planning has to be purpose oriented i will just be laying a foundation this morning because of uh, our time marriage is like a building. And every building is not what you just respond to anyhow. When you want to build, what happens is that you plan. There is intensive planning. Intensive planning. This is important. In Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14, i like us to quickly look at that. Luke chapter 14 and verse 28. He said, for which of you intending to build a tower? You have an intention to build. Which of you intending to build a tower? Sit not down first. So this is where intensive planning comes in. One of the reasons so many marriages... Fail is because the planning stage, the intensive planning stage, was not properly done. It wasn't properly done. Many people take for granted the planning dimension of marriage. They plan for wedding than they plan for marriage. Marriage is for a lifetime. Wedding is for a day maybe two days, maybe three days, even if we use one week for wedding, you can't compare wedding to a lifetime of marriage. So if we know that marriage is a lifetime, definitely you will see what Jesus is saying here. No one intending to build, which of you, sit not down first and count the cost. This is where planning comes in. Count the cost. Count the cost. He said whether he has sufficient to finish it. So I don't just respond to marriage. Marriage is a building. We want to build a home. We want to build children. We want to build our destinies. We want to build. In what our Father and the Lord wrote here, I see it as something that just as, you know, as short as that chapter is. It can go a long way to help us. And for those of us who have even gone into the journey, it can be a refreshing for us. So we must plan. It has to; it entails planning and it must be purpose-oriented. Why do we sit down? We are looking at what is the purpose of what we want to build. What's the purpose of the marriage that we want to build? So... Every builder places a high premium on the foundation. So every time we are planning, the first thing we are to do is that we look at the foundation. The foundation of the structure that we want to build on it. So we plan everything. As a matter of fact, one of the things I've seen about God is that God plans the end from the beginning and that's the way we can live our lives in such a way that we are going to experience the best of anything we do we consider the end of it and we start from the end so when we begin to plan whatever we do from the end we discover that it will be solid because we are going to have a very long view of oh what are we doing what are we building How is the structure going to be? So when we know what we are building, what our marriage is going to look like, that will determine the kind of commitment we put into the foundation. So you see that a lot of people come together today, they enter into marriage that wasn't properly planned. So if it wasn't properly planned, then definitely that means the problem or whatever that has affected that marriage has started from the foundation, so God is calling our attention to this. So every marriage builder should be sincere to God. We every time we want to plan, we plan first of all, focusing on God. What's the plan for our marriage? What is the plan of God at this very time? No matter even the years, we should still be asking God, what's God's plan for our marriage? What is God saying? Because if we don't know the plan of God for our marriage, how are we going to know if we are fulfilling it? So marriage is beyond living together. God has something in mind to accomplish by bringing a man and a woman together. So when we begin to focus on the purpose of God for our marriage, we will settle for a very strong foundation. So every successful marriage has to do, it begins with a strong foundation. But we know that even if the foundations be destroyed, the righteous can still go back and make right whatever that is wrong. So, I see that that is what the Lord is saying to us. So, building a successful marriage begins with that. We must understand one of the things that uh, we are also being told is that a successful marriage is not just one of event or an act. It is cultivating a bit from little things to big things. So, success in marriage is not just one-time thing. It is that we are cultivating a habit from little things. This little, we get it right. Then the next thing, we get it right. Then the next thing, we get it right. That's how to do it. So, this is important. Now, i like us to take note of this. We are told that a successful marriage can be defined as a well-planned and sustained marriage. A well-planned and sustained marriage. So, a marriage should not just be well-planned. The planning must be sustained. Our marriage must be sustained. We must continue to see that the best of God is coming out of our Sometimes, when we plan our marriage well and we enter into some circumstance, some challenges that we don't know we can confront, we will not be able to sustain it. But a successful marriage is a sustained marriage. It's a sustained marriage. That marriage sustains the quality that started it, that marriage sustains the purpose. Has started it. And I see that every time we want to accomplish a purpose in anything, we must go back to the drawing board. We must always go back and say, okay, what is the purpose? Why are we doing what we are doing? What we still in this marriage? So, when we go back to the drawing board, even when we have become distracted, the Lord can call our attention to the drawing board and we build from there. Glory be to Jesus. So, Another thing we should see about the definition of a marriage, it is that it represents the epitome of the relationship. It represents a relationship that happens between Christ and His Church. And I think this is one most important reason that God really focuses on marriage so much. Every time we look at marriage personally, I realize that you cannot understand Christ and church if you don't understand marriage. You can't even understand your role. For me now, as a man, in my marriage, I represent Christ as a man. So, I must, if I want to really be a real man that God wants me to be in my marriage, I study Christ. What are the roles of Christ to the church? Who is Christ to the church? So when I pitch my tent in the role of Christ, then definitely I will be growing as a man, as the husband that the Lord wants me to be. I don't know whether you are understanding that. For the wife, the wife needs to look at the church. What did the Bible say? about the church was the response of the church to Christ so when you study the church according to the scripture and all these things have been laid before us i hope you know in the bible how the relationship between the church and Christ should be do you know one of the reasons we don't get marriage so much right is that the church is not also getting our responsibility right with Christ very important. So you realize that with the body of Christ today, that we are not fulfilling. We are in a marriage relationship with Jesus, isn't it? That's what the church is. So, can we now say the marriage of Jesus is also having a problem? So, if the marriage of Jesus is having a problem, definitely, how can we get our marriage right? You know, a lot of people don't know that. Entering into marriage has to do with understanding Christ and the church. And when we are talking about the church, you are not, don't let your mind be going to the building. Don't let your mind be going to a denomination. Don't let your mind be going to a to just some sect of people who are giving themselves a name. Let your mind go to people who have been separated, who have been called out of the world, who have been saved, who have the name of Christ upon them, and they are called Christians. That's the church. So, we have two or three people here, in the name of Jesus, you have a church. Very important. And we must continue to put this abuse out of our mind. I think I mentioned that some... Few days back, when we were praying here, I was telling them, I said, See, anytime you hear church now, the first thing that comes to you is what is the denomination? What is the building? The structure. But the church is just two people or three people who have Christ dwelling in them. They have a relationship with Jesus. So, you can't get marriage right if you can't get. That relationship that exists between Christ and His Church. Right? Who is Christ to the Church? Is the head. Who is Church to Christ? Is the can the body do without the head? No. Can the head also do without the body? No. So you realize that that's the relationship. So. Now, head and body, what do they represent? Two? Three? They represent one. So, we must understand that. And number three, definition of a successful marriage is that a successful marriage touches the heaven and the earth. That's how our father in the Lord defined it. And I love that. That has talked with me over the years. He when we wanted to get married, that Yodapo took me and said, Ben, if heaven cannot recognize that your marriage is bringing impact over there, you don't have marriage. In other words, there is no marriage. Your marriage does not touch God. If it's not involved, if your marriage is not governed by him, by Christ, so you realize that there is no marriage. Now, how many marriage do you think everyone can say this marriage is touching us? This marriage is carrying out our mandate. We validate this marriage. So, He now said, not only heaven, your marriage must touch the heaven. In other words, your marriage must simply people should look at our marriage and say, Wow, this is what the relationship of Christ and His people look like. Because how God wants to build his own family is true marriage. I hope you know that. So that's how we want to build his family. So if our marriage is not touching heaven. And it's not touching the head. God is not accomplishing his purpose. So successful marriage is like that. And I want you to understand this before I begin to round off. We must understand that marriage is a mystery. Marriage is a mystery. And how is it a mystery? Marriage is a mystery because it brings together two opposite sexes from varying backgrounds. And then God now said, the coming together of these two different people, they form one brand new life. One brand new life. For instance, now my wife, I can't imagine... That while I was growing up, somebody was going to say to me that from one particular family, one particular family, somebody that was growing in our own family, I was growing in my own family, you are not going to come together. You are not going to live the rest of your life together. And then you are going to be that between two of you, nobody is ever going to be important. Your mother, It's not important anymore than your wife or your husband. So you realize that you have to come together. You have become one. That's a mystery. But do you know, if you are not spiritual, I have met couples before that have counseled and when fight begins, and I will tell them that you are one. Uh, Pastor, don't tell us we are one. We can never be. We are never one. She's doing our own. I am doing my own. We can never be one. But no matter what you say, it is if the Lord has joined you together. You know, it is not every marriage that God joins together. I hope you know that. So if it is God that has joined. I was saying to some people recently. I said, you know, whatever God has joined together is what the Bible says. Don't put it asunder. Uh, not what devil has joined together so now there are people that God does not join together there are issues when they submit to God God joins them together God will not even say okay let them go and go on their ways he joins them together when we submit to God God can make what is even outside his will and make it to be permitted so that because we have done whatever we have done in ignorance he fit it in I don't know whether you understand that. So, But where I'm going is that when God has joined together, together, my wife is still my wife. She's still herself. She's a personality. I'm a personality. But there is a dimension. Where God is saying you are one. Where you are one has to do with your spirit. And then when you are one from the spirit, God now said, I'm no longer seeing two flesh. I'm seeing one flesh. Do you know that you are one? How are you one with Christ? Eh? By the spirit. But you now know that with the spirit, you are now one body. You can now live that you are one flesh. So it is very important for us to understand that the mystery of marriage must be understood. If I see my wife as another entity apart from me, we can never build a successful marriage. That's why Apostle Peter God began to speak to him and said a man's prayer can be hindered when he maltreats his wife. You know why? He was speaking, he said when you take care of your you take care of your own body. So when you insult your wife or you insult your husband, who are you insulting? Yourself. Now, how many of us can insult ourselves? You can tell yourself and say you are stupid. So you realize that you don't, as a matter of fact, you pump. But we see the reason you can talk to your spouse anyhow. The reason you can be selfish in marriage, take care of yourself. Things you're supposed to share together, you keep away. Is because you are yet to come in the that you are one. In opting now, some people are still saying you can't have a joint account. You can operate account together. As my wife is now, she has her account. I have my account. But my account is open to her. Her account is open to me. I can pick her ATM at any time. Go there. and She went for a course at a particular time. In Joss. And her money. I spent everything before she returned. She was just receiving a lot. I spent everything. And you know. I realized that. In her own dimension. she, She is a very good manager. I am in terms of money, so I realized that when I try to like keep something to myself and say, Okay, this is my money, at the end of the day, if she asks me and say, Account for how you really spend this money, it's gonna be a challenge, but the moment I see that we are one, I hope you are getting something, a strength begins to impact me. This little project that we are doing, she told me jokingly a few days back. Said, "I hope you know you are going to we are going to audit you." I did as if I didn't hear. She will come to me. She she became my financial instructor. Don't use this money that is meant for this, for that, for this. So that when we can have. It will come to a point where she's drunk and she's eating me hard. I said uh, that area that. So, but you just want to like use. I want to overlook it. But God is saying you are one. She's a compliment. So, a moment you realize that you want to live your life, you don't make your spouse to be one with you, you are not complete. Do you agree with me that there are many marriages that they are living in isolation? Just live your life. I live my life. And the only thing that has brought them together is the roof. But the best of marriage comes when you know that you are. and God making that one to be together is because God has said when the Lord took the reap out of Adam, something was there. There was a whole God feel it but the Bible did not say God return a reap. So something was missing in Adam. No matter how a man is perfect, Something is missing in you. That your wife will have to complete you. Are you getting it? And do you know that he says something here. I want you to take note before we stop. He said. Marriage is a mystery. Because coming together. Is a vacuum. Please let's take note of that. When you get Excuse me. People will not be seeing your weaknesses. When you get that, does not mean you don't have it. When you get marriage right, people will not, because you know something, where you are weak, that's where your wife is strong. Where you are strong, that's where your wife is weak. So in that area, God has placed you in the life of See to really feel a vacuum so marriage feels a vacuum no single person should really think this person is your husband to be if he feels that is very complete he doesn't need you a marriage cannot work time somebody claim to be very very strong and say okay I am strong I am the Mr. Perfect here and the Mrs. Perfect here. Every time you look at a right man, I hope now you can you've been there for the for years. You discover that the only thing that is there is that somebody is filling the other person's vacuum. So marriage is filling the gap. That's a successful marriage. I have seen couples not making progress in marriage because someone, a partner is not allowing the other to fill the gap. So can we ask ourselves we that we are married do I allow my spouse to fill the gap? And you should ask does your spouse allow you to fill the gap do you know the gap to fill in his life in her life if she's not allowing if it's not allowing how have you been praying about it so that is marriage there's something here that he said he said the one comes across the one wan- the one comes across the wanted and their misery turned into misery. Their misery turned into mystery. In other words, their shame turns to glory. The wanter has met the wanted. If you see a marriage where the husband gets angry and the wife also gets angry, it's a calamity. Somebody must be able to feel some to look at my mother my father. whenever my mother my mother seems to be very hot temper today like this my mother flares up and i will see my father just walk to the outside and put his hand on the rail and just be looking and sometimes my mother will now stay at the entrance of the door Shall you come on she will be there. And you know, and after that, you just see my father take his slippers and stroll. I don't see, I'm not sure that I, I can count, I can say maybe two, three times my father will ever reply my mother. And I see them without argument. No. And you know something? My father was a polygamist. My mother was the third wife. realize that even though with them that don't get the real marriage right because marriage has to do with one man and one woman but yet I was looking at that as a strength for me to learn from glory be to Jesus the wanter comes across the wanted we are praying for all our singles and our children that their story will be the wanter has come across the wanted in the name of Jesus. That is said here. That the mystery of marriage. Multiplies our values. God puts the mystery of marriage there. Somebody coming from different background Meeting together. Is that it multiplies values. Multiply values. So let's close with this. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 What did the Lord say there? Are you there? What did good news say there? United to become one. So this is important which I believe that the Lord is talking about. United to become one. One in spirit. One in vision. One direction, One in sharing pains together. One. One. The mystery of marriage rests in oneness. As long as someone can still do things on his own, on our own, feel that I can live my life, the oneness has not been come into. Has not We have not entered into it. And we have to enter into oneness. We have to enter into oneness. That's why Adam said this is now the bone of my bone. The flesh of my flesh. He said and it shall be called should shall be called a woman. Glory be to Jesus. So marriage we are told here defeat mathematics, which states one plus one is two. In marriage, one plus one is what? In God's view. Now let's see this. Our father and the law said here that to become one means both husband and wife are yoked together. They are yoked together, glued together, fused together. They are different words. They are hooked together. They are glued together. They are fused together. And he said, they are inseparable by external force. Yoked together. Now, every time you look at the word yoke, you know, they use it for the animal they use to farm. You, when you want to yoke, what you do in yoking is that you tie a weaker animal to a stronger one so one has the power to pull and the other has the ability to just flow and follow without stress so they are yoked together they are forced together and they are inseparable by external forces may the lord give us the understanding of the mystery of marriage. One of the prayers we should continue to pray. Is that the Lord will give us understanding of oneness. Oneness. You can't hurt yourself. You can't mature yourself. You can't abuse yourself. You cannot enjoy yourself. So you realize that. Whenever those things are now coming in marriage. Something about oneness is wrong. Yeah, Glory be to the name of the Father. Can we talk to the Lord, Father? Give us grace as we have spoken this morning to have successful marriage. Help us in any way that we need to understand the mystery that you are brought into our lives for our own good. Help us to our understanding. Every gap that is yet to be filled in our lives because we are not open to our spouse. Father, give us the grace, the humility to humble ourselves that this gap be filled Let's pray. The word of God is that two are better than one said, because they have a good reward for their labor. Marriage is not where just one person is making an effort and the other is making nothing. Let us pray that the Lord will help us to have a mutual commitment to build a successful marriage according to the will and the word of the Lord. Let's pray that the Lord will give us understanding of our roles and our limitations. It will help us to know our strength. It will help us to know our weakness. It will help us to release ourselves in the way we ought to release ourselves in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us Holy Spirit. Let's pray that in this generation but the enemy is attacking marriage That God will help our marriage to be successful. In the name of Jesus. Can we remember our singles? Singles in our means. That the Lord will give them the bone of their bone. The flesh of their flesh. That the wanter will meet the wanted. Those that are due for marriage. Let's pray. That the Lord will make it. them according to his will in the name of jesus that the lord will say to them let's pray for our children that our children if the lord tarries they will know what is called a glorious a successful marriage let's pray that our lives will become a good example to teach them how to be prepared for their own home in the name of Jesus. That the Lord will make us good examples in every area so that our children can grow up to be prepared for a successful marriage in the Lord times. Thank you, precious Lord. Glory be to the name of the Father. In Jesus' mighty name.